Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. That's beautiful. Let's do it again. for one second have our focus on anything other than the San Francisco 49ers. You're talking about a 9-1 football team that easily could be 10-0 right now. I mean, they're a premier team in this league, and if we look elsewhere, we're going to be in trouble. That's Matt LaFleur over the sounds of Ready for Love by Bad Company on the Wendy's Big Show, 105.7 FM, 1250 AM, and the free radio.com app. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it's all happening, guys. Courtesy of Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. It's all happening at Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Visit PaysBig.com. He is our own Mike Clemens, embedded green and gold football reporter. Michael, it's going to be a tremendous game, and this guy knows so much about those dudes on the other side that are preparing. And one thing that has stuck with me about pro football, Herm Edwards said it a couple of weeks ago, you can never cheat this game because it takes more preparation than any any sport in, in America, any sport in the world, these two coaching staffs are going to be preparing their asses off to make sure that they're beating their best friends on the other side. Well, you know, I, I think you've got to be careful not to overthink it and that you also can't go too far in the detail. I think that's one of the things I hear about Belichick is that, I mean, he keeps it to a, like a postcard, you know. I mean, it's, it's a three or four key points, but they're so right on. And if you focus on those four or five things and, you know, do your job, as he always says, mm-hmm. that's how you can be successful. Packers practice indoors today was rainy and cold here uh, in Green Bay. Everybody on the field, I think Mercedes Lewis, though, he got veteran rest today. Uh, they've still got a number of guys that are on the injury list, but they're limited participation or full participation. They went in pads today. The story is, you know, is with the 49ers. And I'm trying to figure this team out because, you know, the – the Jim Harbaugh 49ers team, they had the better team that day when they played the Ravens. They were more physical. They had that Patrick Willis yes. group on, on defense, okay? Um, and they had, and, and you know, Harbaugh had, had figured out a way on how to use Kaepernick and to beat Green Bay with his feet and to make the throws when he needed to make them. They lost the game because Joe Flacco was in the zone that day. Yeah, he was. And, and at the end of the game, though, you still had Frank Gore, who was, you know, crushing for yards and first downs, and they were moving the chains. And at the end, Kaepernick was trying to force the ball in the corner to Michael Crabtree Mm -hmm. when he had Randy Moss, 
Like, why, why did you bring in Randy Moss? Right. Waving his hands in the back of the end zone wide open. They should have won and, that game, but instead Ray Lewis and the defense, they get that stand and the Ravens got the trophy. And that was that was a late season acquisition the 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 Randy Moss one for that exact reason was find somebody in in the back. Mike, that was a great Super Bowl too. That was the lights go out in the Superdome for 40 Dome, minutes yeah. right yeah. when momentum was changing. You're right. That was a great game. Mystery how that just ha- suddenly happened. Suddenly happened and a huge comeback suddenly, happened. Yeah. Suddenly happened. So now Green Bay has had, you know, overall winning success with these two great quarterbacks in Favre and Rodgers for 25 years. But to me, it's, it's interesting to see how the 49ers could go to the Super Bowl, then completely tank out, and here they are 9-1 and one again. And what have they done? Where, why, whereas the Lions just generally stink, and they've had Matt Stafford for nine years, you know? So you've got to look at the GMs and all. They get Trent Bulky. Now, Scott McClune, former Packer guy, he built that core, that, those tough guys, as Singletary you know, was in over his head as, as a head coach. But Jim Harbaugh, they, he got him to the Super Bowl. Then Harbaugh and Trent Bulky didn't get along. Bulky left. He's not like an NFL consultant. No one's talking to him anymore. He's actually from Fond du Lac County, I found out, in Wisconsin. So then they bring in John Lynch, the former safety and the TV analyst. But they've still got a pretty good scouting department. And now, besides having a lot of top picks, what did he do? He loaded up on the defensive line. Oh, my God, this Armstead guy, you know, six foot seven. Who they're using more like in the nine technique than they did in the last couple of years. Um, Burr, they, they, these guys, they've been there three or four years. They've been you know, first and second round picks, third round picks, and now they're coming into their own. And that's part of what's working for them. Then you bring in Kyle Shanahan three years ago, who you know struggled at first, but it wasn't until he got his quarterback in there and he got, got his place that he's executing so well. So I said to Matt LaFleur, because this team right now, these 49ers, they got 11 guys on injured reserve. They're 9-1. and one. they got seven starters that are not participating in today's practice. That sounds a little bit like the Magic Carpet ride, doesn't it, Sparky? I mean, A little bit. Mm-hmm. You know? Then they're still winning. Can they still win with all those guys out against the Packers? And I asked Matt LaFleur, how's Kyle Shanahan get these guys to 9-1 and one after going 4-12 and 12 last year? He and his staff have done a great job. You know, you look at the numbers – Obviously, the obvious thing is the defense is, is so much improved, and they've, they added a lot of talent over there. I've always thought the scheme was spot on. It's, it's a great scheme. I think Robert Sala's done a, a heck of a job with that scheme and utilizing the players and, and putting them in position, and I think that's a big reason why they've been so successful. But I think offensively, I think, again, I think Kyle's got a good vision of what he wants, and he, he gets players to fit his scheme. Sometimes you get guys that are maybe a little bit less known, and he's able to plug them in, and, and they're pretty successful, and he's always been able to do that. Smart guys can make really, really good football teams, and Mike, I think Kyle Shanahan is becoming one of the brightest and, and really following the footsteps of his father, but it just doesn't seem like he, he does too much and lets the game come to him a little bit. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, and I'm the more I learn about Kyle Shanahan, the more I like him, man. I mean, I think he's really smart, and I think he's maybe underrated. And and you know, Forty ers don't get a lot of coverage out there in San Francisco like they used to. Um, maybe they will if they get into the postseason this year. But you know, Kyle Shanahan grows up, you know, with his dad coaching the Broncos. You know, he's a he's you know uh, literally there on the sidelines during Super Bowl thirty two when they beat the Packers, carrying the cords to his dad's headset, um, and then. Works his own career, working for the Texans, meets a guy named Matt LaFleur with the Texans about Gary Kubiak, former Denver guy, is their head coach, 
and they get their, their opportunities there. And then he becomes an offensive coordinator calling plays. To me, what's so amazing about Matt LaFleur is to be 8-2, and two, mainly it's because he's got Aaron Rodgers. Number two is, I think he's doing pretty good calling these games. Yep. As a head coach, I think mm-hmm. this, I think the sport is so complicated for a head coach, and I'm amazed at these guys that have been assistants, assistants, suddenly put on a headset and they think they can call a game, you know, with, without being a head coach first in college or high school or somewhere. But you know, Matt's gone from Central Michigan to the NFL as an assistant. Now he got to call plays for a year with Tennessee, and occasionally when he was with McVeigh that one time, that one year. So I asked Kyle Shanahan in the teleconference. How tough is it to walk in there and put on a headset and call a game with the challenges and all that as a first-year NFL head coach? I mean, it's intense. Um, I think it's something you crave. It's it's something that's it is fun too, in a weird way. It's it's a challenge and it's fun to just be that locked into something for three and a half hours and something you prepare for all week and to do it at the highest level. I do think it's a little different, you know, just for you know being a coordinator for nine years and stuff before being a head coach. You know, I've been able to call a lot of plays. I've been in a lot of situations. So going from an offensive play caller to a head coach, there are a lot of similarities. You're still calling the game. You're still in charge of a lot of timeouts and things like that. So I do think that prepares you a lot. So it's not just a shell shock um, from never calling plays or something and going to it. So I feel fortunate that I was able to do that. But it's, it's good to get those first games um, out of the way. You know, I joke with Matt, you know, he's he has no idea what, I mean, it took me till my ninth game to get my first win. So he, he doesn't know what that feels like. I, he, he got that over his first game. So um, it, it can be a little tough when you have to wait till week nine to get your first win. But besides that, once you get that first one out of the way, it's just like any other game. It's just adjusting week in and week out and being able to deal with the pressure. Mike, I guess I haven't really thought about it because it all happened so quick and we've kind of been in a whirlwind of how this year has gone. That first game in Chicago when they hand him the game ball, that is such a rarity in pro football to win your first game as a head coach on the road in that kind of environment. It was, it was an incredible run. This is going to be the Super Bowl representative of the NFC. Well, right, and you're on the road in a hostile environment against one of your biggest, the arch rivals of pro football with the biggest rivalry in pro football. It's yeah, really incredible. And you went in there into the Soldier Field and basically pitched a no hitter. You know, you played defense yeah. and you, you played smart and you kept the ball away from them and and on and on. And I think it's I think it's wrecked the Bears. And I think it's given it was that was the first step to confidence building for this new team with a new head. Hundred percent, hundred percent. When you get that win against everybody's talking about the Cowboys, they've got the number one offense still in the NFL. But you get that win on the road against the Cowboys. You get that win on the road against the Chiefs. Yeah, it's Matt Moore. But these kinds of wins have no doubt built the confidence, and now you can meet the challenge a Sunday night and nine and one. Now, nobody does. You know, there was times where I thought Aaron Rodgers was running this offense in the spring and the misdirection and the triple fakes, you know, to Jamal and then to Aaron Jones and then jet sweep and all that. But they've gotten away from it. And and you know what? It's Fleur has given in to Rodgers to say, all right, if you want to be in the shotgun because you can see the field more and throw the ball more often, you know, that's what they're doing. But you will see Garoppolo, because he doesn't have that good of an arm, run mm-hmm. the Shanahan offense and do those triple fakes. Now, Billy, if you're playing outside linebacker and a team is doing that, this happened to me once in high school, First time we played this team, when I was playing down in Georgia, they beat us because they would have these triple fakes, and we were jumping on them, and we were you know, chasing after goats, yep. right? So when we had to meet them in a conference championship, coach said, don't, don't cross the line of scrimmage. Play the gaps. Let the play come to you. And I'm asking Zadarius and Preston Smith about that. They said, Rashawn Gary, 
the rookie was looking at the tape yesterday and saying, what are we going to do with all this crap, all this misdirection? I asked Darius, how do you, are, do you, do you have to be patient and just let the play come to you? Most definitely. You know, uh, we talked about that yesterday. I think it was, who was it, RG asking a question about what all that in the backfield. We don't need to pay attention to that. You know, we just key in on our keys and uh, we get a down block, we get a down block. If we get a reach, we get a reach, we play it how we play it, and, and that's how we're going to continue to do it. Yeah, we got to stay disciplined with our eyes, disciplined with our technique, yeah. and do what we coach to do. Basically. And, you know, we can and play at a high level while doing it. Great answer. Mike, it's the toughest thing to do when you see the play right in front of you. We, we had a game in my high school, I think it was my freshman year, we're playing in the playoffs against a team, triple option, same thing, triple fakes, going all over the place. We had one dude maybe give up four touchdowns just on fakes and, and not being alignment, assignment sound. Mike Pettin's got to have his work cut out for him. Yeah, and so I asked him, what, what do you, are you telling your defense that they've got to be patient? Uh, or, you know, I, I mean, because here's the difference. The one loss that these 49ers had were what? Seattle had their scheme going on, but the, 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 the joker was, Jadavian Clowney lined up on the left-hand side, and he didn't care. He was going after Russell Wilson every damn play. If he couldn't tackle him, at least he was going to hurry him. Yep. He was on the outside. He was going to beat their right tackle and get to the backfield every play. It was like they had ten guys on defense, and Clowney was there to just play for the quarterback. And guess what? They won the game. They won the game. So, uh, so uh, I asked, LaFleur, uh, asked Mike Pettin about this. What's his philosophy in telling these guys in facing this misdirection from Kyle Shanahan's offense? Well, it starts with you know the, the eye discipline. The guys have to know with each call, hey, how do I get lined up and, and what am I looking at? They can't let the motions and the shifts and, the, and then what happens post-snap, they, they, can't, they can't let that affect their job. And, that, and that's where teams give up big plays against them. One, they're not ready. They'll get up on the ball and go. They're, they're real good at, at changing their tempo, whether it's no huddle or just getting on the ball quick or, or get on the ball and then they don't snap it real quick, but they, they mix it all, which is obviously a challenge. But I, th- I don't think you can play just you know one or two things against this style of offense. I don't think you can sit back because it's, as I just talked about, I mean, if they have a pretty good feel of what you're in, you're, you're going to get carved up. And then at, at, on, the, uh, on the flip side of it, you can't be at the other end where you say, hey, listen, we're just going to attack this, this offense. You'll make some plays, but you're, you're, you're going to give a bunch up too. So... I think you have to be calculated with it. It's got it's got to be a healthy mix. You know, know, know when to do it, when not to. Uh, you know, and then that's all that's all part of the chess game. It is. It's a chess game, and it's going to be a great one. And you you brought it up. Aaron Rodgers loves those chess games. He's like he likes being the smarter guy in the room, especially when he has Devontae Adams that he can try to scheme open and make sure that he can get the ball to. So here's Rodgers coming back from the break from the bye. And you start thinking, like, all right, it's week 11, dude. What's, what's the identity of your team? You know what you got for your backfield, for Aaron Jones for speed, for Jamal Williams to pound the rock, and Devontae Adams. But really, who's your number two receiver? And we asked Aaron that. You know, we've been finding a way to win different ways. I, I think we can is the answer. Um, and I think that's it's going to take uh, guys buying into their roles and understanding that one week, you know, they might have – couple big catches and 140 yards and a touchdown and the next week they might not be as big of a factor in the game and that's just the way the game plays out the plan the defense we're playing against Uh, I think great teams understand their rules and embrace them and make it more about the team I mean obviously everybody wants to go out there and compete and and put up numbers and make splash plays but I think the the character uh, and identity of this team has been that every week it could be something different someone different you, you got to 
play your role to the best of your abilities, and that's how we've been winning. And Aaron Jones has been doing this all year long. Mike, I read this stat, and I found it amazing. 22 red zone carries, 11 touchdowns for Aaron yeah. Jones this year. Yeah, he's awesome. I mean, somebody asked him today, you might, you know, you think you can get the 20 touchdowns? He goes, that, that'd be a great goal. You know? <laughs> now, he's, you know, the team is focused. The bye week came at an excellent time, particularly coming off that win over Carolina. But they know they have to find themselves to play a, a, a new step because this is such a physical team they're going to face on Sunday night, even with all the injuries they've got. And so then Aaron Jones, though, He's just kind of goofing around, and we're getting about to start talking to him, asking him some football questions in his locker, and here's how it went. I'll ask the first question. <laughs> that was the first question? No, is you ice cream frozen? What's the answer? I, I would say no. Wow. So I what mean, you learned on your bye week? Uh, we had a family debate, so my <laughs> sister started, brought it, brought it up, and uh, kind of got into it. And I, At first I said it was frozen, but if you think about it, it's not. It's not solid. Correct. Uh, and cheese melts, butter melts, deodorant melts, ice cream melts. So but I don't, you have I, to keep it in the, the freezer. But it doesn't freeze. Ice is frozen. If you think of, you try to stick a, a spoon through through ice, it, it you can't. Ice cream never freezes solid. So it, I guess it would be the definition, somebody's definition of freeze. Who brought it up in the first place? How much, ice cream, you, how much ice cream did you actually eat over the bye week? Though? None. Oh, <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. We see that flat stomach, Aaron Jones. Nice work. Nice work, Mike Clemens. Thank you, guys. That's Mike Clemens joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Guys, plan your next visit to the Midwest's premier entertainment destination, Potawatomi Hotel and Casino, gaming, dining shows, hotel and spa. It's all happening now at Potawatomi. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.